Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's Ty Power's Big Footy Final Sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy Final Sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Red Rooster. New spicy wings. Feel the peppery tingle. Limited time, so get in fast. The Rooster's calling. It's Saturday lunchtime. Which means it's crunch time on SEN. Well, wow, what a next 24 hours. We have got spring carnival racing. You've got the AFL grand final, the Wallabies play, but most importantly, we've got the match of the year with the Panthers taking on the Melbourne Storm to see who meets the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Glory, glory. Congratulations to the South Sydney fans. You're off to the big dance remarkably when Latrell Mitchell went down. So too did the hopes of all those supporting South Sydney. But next minute, you are in a grand final. Crunch time, thanks to delicious, crunchy, New fried chicken by Red Rooster, available at selected restaurants. The Rooster's Calling and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. We welcome our listeners across the SEN network, including 1170 SEN Sydney, 1620 AM SEN the Gold Coast, 1629 SEN in Hobart, 1620 SEN A, Adelaide and Mount Gambia, as well as all the listeners on the SEN app. Download the SEN app and listen to Crunch Time. Anytime, anywhere. Big, big show coming up. Michelle Bishop for Channel 7 will give us the latest on what's happening out of the prelims and into this particular prelim being the Melbourne Storm taking on the Panthers. SEM will be calling the match, by the way, live from Suncorp Stadium. South Sydney pop Mark Nichols. He's off to a grand final. He's gone the long way. There's no doubt about that. And SEN Scott Sattler. It could be the ultimate grand final for the Sattler family if the Penrith Panthers push past the Melbourne Storm. Of course, John Sattler had such a decorated career with South Sydney. Scotty Sattler having won a premiership with the Penrith Panthers. How does it play out? Well, a regular guest here on Crunch Time is a man called Spud. Mark Carroll. G'day, Spuddy. Oh, good morning. Good afternoon. Um, mate, great to be here. What a game last night. Congrats, firstly, to South Sydney. Well-deserved. They actually played for the full 80 minutes. But I'm just um, absolutely wrapped to be here with my old captain, that being Jeff Tuvey. To me, it was, it was the toughest player I ever played with, and um, I can't wait for the next uh, three hours with twos. But I look at the game now. I think it all started when they got there late. You know, they had troubles with the uh, traffic. They had to go there by police es- escort. But it all started in the first six minutes um, with uh, Big Kepi, A, dropping the ball, trying to make up for it, coming out with the line. Should have been a right shoulder tackle. Hits him with the left, puts his head in the wrong way. Next thing, he's out for the game. Yeah, uh, mainly down to 16 players, six six minutes into the game, certainly uh, yeah, put them off in the wrong kettle. The man you mentioned, uh, decorated, decorated career, both as a coach and as a player. And I'm pleased to say Jeff Tuvey is here for crunch time. G'day, Tuves. Joel, good to be here. Great to have you, mate. And it uh, would have been difficult for you watching as a former Manly player and a former Manly coach, uh, watching Desi's mob go down last night. To me, they, were, they never allowed themselves in the game, did they? They didn't. I thought the scoreline flattered them, actually. Right. Um, yeah, I thought I thought the tactics of Des turning up late backfired on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I saw the I saw the vision on the um, on the uh, t- television. The old manly buses. There was no traffic on the no. road. <laughs> I said he's done this on purpose. It's all part of his game plan. Someone, one of the psychologists or one of the, the mind managers in yeah. the background, has gone. Oh, what we'll do is we'll plan to turn late. And I'll put the cat amongst the pigeons. And I'll put us on on edge, and we we'll, we'll be better for it. Well, it backfired definitely. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Just <laughs> on that. Now, honestly, my mail was 
in, was it 2014 when South won the grand final against Desi's Bulldogs? And the mail that I had was that uh, South Sydney had advice on the back of um, uh, Kathy Freeman, who had won the Olympics and all that pressure around the Olympics. And her advice was, boys, get out there as early as you can and make the pressure your friend. So look around, yeah. absorb it and say, don't treat it as an enemy. Just go, this is for us. Let's get around it. So they got out there as soon as the bell rang. Desi has, on the other hand, left them out there for about six or seven minutes, which is exactly what South Sydney wanted. And uh, so maybe Des, I mean, I know you'll be facetious there too, but he, yeah. can, he can play <laughs> some tricks, can't he? But, I mean, did you see the vision? There was no traffic, so <laughs> no. I just didn't get it. No. So that's, that's why I come with that well, I know myself as a player, it was all about preparation before. And you know, for a player to get there in a half hour, three quarters, and then going to make the time different for kickoff. Um, it was, <laughs> but they were the only side that went on the field too. Manly went on the field. South stayed inside and warmed up. Yeah. That was... Uh, They'll rattle at the start. Well, well, just on that too. So South Sydney stayed inside, and I liked that they did that because on grand final day, what have you got to do? With pre-match entertainment, you've got to warm up inside. It's so. one of my pet hates. So when I go to the footy, I used to love running through the tunnel at the end. We'd warm up out the back, yeah. never went out on the field. Now, these days, they're out on the field. They go out there, they see the crowd, might only be 5,000, 6,000. They come out and play like that, whereas I know the grand final day, Mate, you're not on the field. You've got to warm up. So why can't they do it every game? Well, it'll be fascinating, Spud, to see how the coaches play it tonight or this afternoon. Do they do they warm up on the field or do they stay in the sheds and get greeted by that big crowd for the first time? Uh, Jeff Tuvey here, of course. Now, I need to address what I think is an elephant in the room. Well, it certainly is in the Kane family. And maybe you, you can enlighten me here, too. And first question I'll ask is, was it your call not to coach? Did you decide that you no longer want to coach? Because I, I, otherwise, I need an explanation. Oh, no, def- definitely not. Um, I-, I went overseas, um, coached over at Bradford for a year, which was a great experience. I, w- I always wanted to um, to play yeah. in England. It's one of those things as a, as, a, as a young man, you wanted to go over and do that. And because um, the league went the league went full-time and then they changed their season to the same as um, the Australian season, I couldn't do that, so I was, I was a bit gutted. So to have an opportunity to go over and coach and, and enjoy that um English football culture, I just jumped at it. It was a great opportunity, and I really enjoyed it. We were only in second division because they'd been dropped down, um, but what a great experience it was. Um, when I came back, um, I applied for several jobs, or before I came back, I applied for several jobs, um, but um, most of them I didn't even get an interview. I don't know. Maybe they think I'm just manly-centric and I don't get that opportunity, or maybe they just, I just don't get past the uh, the first hurdle. Okay, there's two things I want to address here. One's the interview process, which I'll get to. But the second thing is this. So for me, the very first thing I look at, and I remember Trent Robinson saying, to win a comp, you need to be in the top two defensive sides. And that is the number one. You can't win a competition without being in the top two or three defensive sides. And guess what? It's going to be the case Again, this year, I think you'll find, yeah, it's going to be the case. So South Sydney are a top three defensive side. So too are Melbourne or, or the Penrith Panthers. Now, what I've done is I've got your career over four years. That's a lot of games, which you won at 60%, which that itself is a major number. But when I drill it down, you averaged about 408 points a game, right? And then that includes your last season, which was a trickier year. But that's 408 points a season I'm talking about, yep. a season. Well, I'll tell you where that puts you on the uh, ladder this year. Melbourne Storm, over the 24 games, was 316. Mm-hmm. Penrith Panthers, 286, the best. Jeff Turvey, over four years, would run third in the wow. defensive column. Yeah. Over four years. The other 14 coaches can't get under that number in a season. Jeff Turvey did it over four years and would sit third on today's defensive column. So the elephant that sits in the cane household... Yeah. 
I asked myself, okay, first and foremost, why is he not coaching? Why is he not in the top 16 coaches in the comp? Okay, if you've got an excuse for that, let's move on to plan B. Why is he not in the top 16 assistant coaches? That can be partly answered because there are some coaches out there that are very uh, insecure and hate the threat of an esteemed coach like Jeff Tuvey sitting behind him. But other than that, Tuves, I'm sorry, I don't have any answers. Me either. I just, me on the side watching this, I, I've said it on numerous occasions, why isn't this guy coaching? Like he was a fantastic captain, I've seen as a leader of, of, a, of a group of men, but mate, you won a comp. You go, and I just can't believe there's no one out there who doesn't want someone like Jeff Tuvey. How many people have won a comp as a player and been in a grand final and nearly won that in 2013 to... Um, oh, don't go there, please. I know, please. I know, I know. It was a fair rooster's side, mind you. Regards, I know Joel's going to ask you about it too, but regards when I interview you, right, is there a question that you keep answering the same... Have you, are you hearing the same question? Are you always answering the same? Is that what's putting them off? I've got no idea what's going on. Well, I think, Spud, the, the, the first thing is to get the foot in the, the door to start with it as an interview, which is very difficult to do to start with, um, as Joel alluded to. Um, then the second one is having probably the uh, manager that's going to bat for you. I think managers have got a fair um, influence on the game, both um, player roster-wise and coach-wise as well. I think you'll find that... Um, you know, you get a coach coming to a club and then all of a sudden a few players go to that club. So that's a, that's an interesting perspective to look at as well. But that's that's another whole radio program, that one. Yeah, well, okay, let, let me just address one more thing and we'll move on to, to last night's game. In life, so many jobs, so, so they pick up the resume and they look at the resume and they go, okay, well, here's six applicants. Once the six applicants turn up for the interview, the resumes go out the door. They literally don't give a rats about the resumes. And it comes down to the person who interviews the best. And there are many, many coaches, and I'm not going to name them, but you're listening on the program, you'll know, who just, they, they put people in a spin. They are wonderful, wonderful orators, and they speak so well. And the board, they get absolutely bamboozled by them. And this is not just in rugby league, this is in life. Uh, this is in life when people are going for regular jobs. They get absolutely bamboozled by them. And more often than not, the person who's got the runs on the board like Tuves has, just repeating, mm. Tuves over four years defensive column is better than 14 coaches in 2021 as an average. But but there would be others who have come and gone who interview better. Well, and that's what it comes yeah, down to. I'll tell you, the, the most disappointing thing is when you start, you go for the interview for, for a job, as we all have in life, and the um, the interviewers go start asking you questions that are irrelevant to your position and you know they've already picked the, they've already picked the applicant yeah that's the job's been given away mm. and that's that's more than but they got to go through the be seen to be going through the process so look we went through the process and this is the person we picked even though they picked them before they even even had the interview yeah i know when i got to mention any names there's one out there he's, he's got a harvard university background say no more well, mate, there's a lot of them. Um, so uh, there you go there. Uh, you can have your say, by the way. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say here. You can also text anytime you like, 0457 736 736. So 60% win rate as a coach. And guess what? Just about 60% win rate as a player. So, I mean, what else do you want? You, you need, and I speak of my West Tigers, yeah. you need winners. You need competitive types who are winners, which I believe Madge is, by the way. Well, Joel... But, after seeing and working with you this year for the last six months, mate, he needs a manager. You can you can talk, mate. You yeah. are you can knock on doors. Give him a start. Seriously. But if he's take not... it upon yourself, he wants the coach, mate. I want to see him coach. Yeah, but but you're telling me, Spud, which you're not telling me, but he's not in the top thirty-two 
either coaches being 16 or assistant coaches. I mean, what the freaking hell know, is going mate, on? As you just said, mate, it's all got to do with the bloody ca- with the yeah. managers. Yeah. The managers you know, take players there, mate. Okay, you'll have him, but also I've got three other players you must sign. Anyway, we're embarrassing too, so we're going yeah. to move along from this. But we, uh, what I've said, I've said, yeah. and I don't have a lot to do with twos, to be honest with you, but uh, what I've said, I've said many, many times, many times. Uh, outside his presence. So uh, mm-hmm. have your say, though, 0457 736 736. Michelle Bishop's joining us a little bit later for Channel 7. Mark Nichols, I look forward to him. And, and these are the stories you love. You know, the bloke who just, uh, I wouldn't say snuck through the cracks, but could have easily missed you know, these players who don't, they're not eye catchers. You get to know them and they just keep doing the job for you. And you go, yep, that's a player we need in our club. Yeah, he certainly is. But uh, as I've said, I think, um, you know, what's happened, when, when Latrell went down, everyone's saying, oh, they can't win the comp. No, they can't win the comp. That was another advantage for Wayne Bennett. He sat back for the next two weeks. We didn't hear a beep or boo. He then threw a landmine out for the uh, against the Panthers. But what he's uh, he's come out with this young kid, Tafe. Taff. Yeah. Seriously, he's a sensation. I remember watching him in New South Wales Cup, and I, I said in commentary, this kid's too good for this league. Yep. But he needed his opportunity. But what he's got, mate, he's got he's been a fantastic inclusion, but he's, um, his speed is incredible. He's over 10 metres. He's one of the quickest. He's got a fantastic little passing game. But what what's happened now, Souths aren't scoring their left side. They keep saying left side. They're scoring on the right now. Yeah. They're scoring both sides. I tell you what, we, we might try and get some audio, and I'm, I'm putting uh, Brooksy and uh, Alex Asiel under the pump here saying this, but... When Latrell Mitchell went down in the post-match conference, they asked Wayne basically along the lines with where you shot, you know, and he came out and said, no, no, we're a better team this year than we have, have been in my time here, along those lines. And they said, even without Latrell, he said, yes, even without Latrell. And you know what? He's right. They're, they're off to a grand final. And that win against Penrith was so important. And you think about this. Wayne Bennett, five different decades, is in a grand final. Five different decades as a coach, he's in a grand final. Benji Marshall, 16 years apart, is in a grand final. Blake Taff, yeah. eighth game, is in a grand final. It's just crazy, crazy stuff. And you're talking about off-air tubes and that grand final is first of the uh, the first decade being 1987, Wayne Bennett alongside Don Ferner. Uh, you were part of that. It was a special day for you, not being in the team. Uh, it was a little bit before your time, but you were there that day. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to make my debut in 87. Um, from school, and I played uh, several under-23 games and then some reserve-grade matches through the year. Um, and I was fortunate enough to play in the reserve-grade grand final. I think we, we played Penrith and we, we lost, um, but it was the last grand final at the um, SCG. SCG it was. I played in that which game. Was, um, which was incredible. You played in the same reserve-grade, yeah. For at, Penrith? Yeah, I was there. Yeah. You got the cash that day? Yes, we did. Yeah, well, it was the last game. It was the SCG, yeah, it was. It was a fantastic experience for me. I was a, a young schoolboy sitting on the in, in the dressing sheds there in the members' stand, just so much history just pouring oh, out yeah. of the walls. Um, and I forget about the game. It was just, I just couldn't believe I was there. It was, yeah. a, it was a fantastic experience. Um, I only played um, 15 minutes when we lost, as I said, but the whole atmosphere of the last SCG and then and then Manly obviously winning the first grade against Canberra was just such a thrill. And speaking about Benji Marshall, in fact, I, I probably need to crunch the numbers on Cliffy Lyons, the, the separation of him in grand final. So he was in 87... Oh, he probably didn't get the 2000s, did he? No, no but still a, a big gap um, for Cliffy Lyons and, and who would be a big part of your career as well, Tubes. Anyway, we better get back to last night's game and mop that all up. Rabbitohs defeated the Seagulls. It was pretty much done and dusted early. They were just left in the barriers, were the Seagulls. Let's have a listen to how the game played out. Only five metres away. Reynolds a dummy half. 
Walker. The cherry ends up in his face very quickly. Gagai got away from Harper. A ball rebounding. Still there. Cleaned up by Walker. It might well be a Rabbitohs try. Three metres out here, South Sydney. Damien Cook, they have occupied most of the half here. Yeah. Here's Cody Walker. Here's Taft. Long pass to Alex Johnson. He's a try scoring aficionado at South Sydney. Ten points to nil. Kick to come. He's a testing kick. It's a tap back and Cook with it. He accelerates away from Harper. Oh, Cook with a kick for Cody Walker. An unbelievable play by the number nine. What a player, what a season he's had. Under the uprights, five metres out from Cook. They come across here from Reynolds. Good pass. Graham goes to Paulo. They have got them again. The Rabbitohs dominating the first 40 minutes. What an opening half this has been. Four in. Heavy traffic. Showstar, they're in. Manly get the first one after half time. Here we go. He'll play the ball, it's a slow play, the ball that may have fixed it up. No, they go the right-hand side. Reynolds there out the back. Here's Benji. Benji gets it away to Campbell Graham. And Campbell Graham scores. Try assist Benji. South Sydney 26 kick to come, Manly 6. Yeah, there they go. South Sydney, uh, well done to Wayne Bennett and crew. Uh, and there you heard Benji Marshall featuring in another try. This was probably the bizarre try, though. I think it was the play of the game. Uh, this pretty much saw them on their way to the grand final. Have a listen. Reynolds puts it up. Coming through, they're looking for Gary. Oh. Leaping high was Jackson Paulo. Oh, the catch is taken by Paulo, who runs backwards over the line. Garrick is there, so is Paulo. He'll moonwalk his way in. He runs backwards and backwards and backwards and sends South Sydney forwards to a grand final. Jackson Paulo, the youngster, he picked up a couple of a day out, did Jackson Paulo. Alex Johnson, the other side, so too did he. Uh, well done to the Rabbitohs. Adam Reynolds, here's his post-game. And, of course, uh, Blake Taff took the kicking duties, courtesy of Channel 9. Adam Reynolds caught up with the team at Channel 9 after the match. Sort of give the young bloke a bit of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I strained my groin during the week and tried to come out in the warm-up and see if I could kick and uh, didn't feel too good, so... I did a bit of work with Taffy during the week and he was hitting them well, so we had a lot of confidence in him taking the kicks. Obviously tonight's a good stepping stone, but we, we, we haven't done anything yet. Um, still one to go and, and that's the game we want to win. Obviously we'll enjoy this moment, but when it's all said and done, it'll be judged on next week. We knew they were going to throw a lot at our edge. Turbo likes to get down there and Moses always a, a strong ball carrier, so... Um, yeah, for majority of the game, we were good. Obviously that last part of the game, we needed to tidy up, but... A lot of positives out of tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Braith and Asta on Adam Reynolds after the game. Of course, Braith, a South Sydney junior. Here's what he had to say on Fox League. Uh, you know, I, I do think what, what has helped him the last few weeks has been Blake Taff in the form mm. of him with the Atlas Rell. And obviously Cody. But I mean, this, this guy here, no one's given more than him than he has to South Sydney for a long time now. You know, he deserves... All the accolades he gets, all the success he gets. He's been a great clubman and he continues to be a great clubman and even to play tonight the way that he did under that injury. He's special. Yeah, absolutely is. Uh, what do you make of uh, Adam Reynolds, boys? Uh, what a fitting farewell for him to finish in a grand final at South. Oh, fantastic. A great clubman. Um, I, I still, I'm still perplexed. 
to why they're letting him go. Yeah. I wonder if Wayne Bennett was going to be there next year, whether he'd let him go. Yeah. Hey, Spud, I was thinking about this, right? Um, Jason Demetrio, who's the assistant coach, who next year becomes the head coach, he would have had a major say as to whether to keep Reynolds or not, given that he's going to be the head coach next year. And if he said, no, I don't want Adam Reynolds, I wonder if that's quite frosty between Adam Reynolds and the assistant coach. It could be, but I just think he wants to follow Wayne wherever Wayne's going to go, and he's going to coach again. Yeah, he's going up the Brisbane Bronco. He's going to be you know, wherever Wayne goes, he'll he'll be there next. It's like he's like uh, Darius Boyd. Yeah. Remember Darius? Wherever Wayne went, Darius was there. But um, yeah, you just look at you know we spoke about this out there too. As regards completions, it doesn't matter what sport if you don't compete complete well. You have a look at the uh, Manly side, twenty four from thirty six, right? For a first grade side. Semi-final, 37 from 48. They had too much ball. They starved them. Yeah. I look at Jake Travojevic, 56 tackles. He had no juice to do attack. It was absolutely buggered. They, they, see, for me, it's about shots on goal. When they got up their twos, Manly, they, they threatened every single time. They were, they were unlucky with a couple of disallowed tries, but every time they got up there, which wasn't enough, shots on goals, they pretty much converted. Um but just stupidity. They didn't let themselves in the game. Mistakes in their own end. Kepi trying a silly offload yeah. near the halfway line. Olakowatu did something similar. They just had to get in the steering comp, didn't they? I think maybe their lack of experience at this level. Mm. Um, but saying that, you've got the two halves. I put a lot of pressure on, particularly on Cherry Evans. I mean, I shouldn't do it, but I do. He's the man that should have stood up. I just think... He just didn't do it again last night. He's, the young blokes were looking for someone, him or Kieran, to stand up and say, hey, boys, it's okay, follow me. And I, I keep wanting to see him do it, but I, he just falls short each time. I felt the same a little bit too, to be honest with you. Paulo from Pukehurst writes, G'day, gents. Love the show. Do you think Manly's performance showed they lack an all-round team? Uh, in other words, they're so invested in turbo um, and, and to a lesser extent, Daly Cherry Evans says Paulo from Peakhurst. Um, well, I suppose it showed at the start of the year, Paulo. They're on their way to a wooden spoon after four games. And then if you put turbo in the Canterbury side this year, too, how far do they go, you reckon, honestly? Oh, oh, look, you just don't know. Look, it's probably the most vital position or most important position in the team, the fullback. Yeah. We, we all know that. Look at the teams that succeeded over the last, last few years, you know, particularly with Tedesco to the Roosters. Um, and he, was a, he had a great year this year as well. Um, but, but I'll just, just back to, our, to, to the person who wrote, wrote in or called in. I think Manly's played well as a team when Tommy's been there. Mm. But again, when he's not there, the team seems to disintegrate. And I, I, again, I keep looking to the well, leaders in the team, the guys with experience. I hope going back to the halves, I think they really missed someone at nine this year as well. Um, they've had a few blokes come in and out at nine, and they're missing that. But I still put some pressure on those senior guys to pull them through when Tom's not around. Well, too, the senior guys you're responding to, and that's, uh, that's Cherry. Cherry's the highest player. He's on a – whatever the money is, he's on a massive amount of money. But, uh, but the things – I look at the players that are on that sort of massive money, the Cameron Smiths, the, the – uh, the players, they play each week and they aim up, but he doesn't aim up every week. One week good, three weeks out. Hey, boys, I'm not sure whether it was uh, January or when, whenever it was. Uh, the wifey and I were up at the Hunter Valley. Next thing you know, I'm having a beer and it's 10.30 in the morning, right? And you're probably <laughs> saying, why am I having a beer at 10.30 in the morning? Because I jump in the spa up at the uh, resort thing and these pelicans start yelling out to me, right? Put your shirt back on, blah, 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 ripping into me. I look up. Yeah. 
And there's all these blokes sitting up there, a bit dusty from the night before. And it's the West Tigers 2005 side having a reunion up there at Hunter Valley. <laughs> so they're, they're great guys, you know. And, and I reckon most comps are filled with great guys. You almost need that chemistry to go all the way. And so I go up there and it's 10.30. They're having a hair of the dog. It's 10.30 yeah. in the morning. I have one with them. Morning. And I sat next to Benji. I said, Benji, what are you doing, mate? And they're talking about Canterbury and their other clubs. And he said, what do you reckon? I said, well, and I'm not suggesting at all. I know Roosters were also in the mix at the time. And I just said, Benji, look, you'd be getting advice from everywhere, but just go and try and win a comp. You know, if it's a matter of 30000 or 50000 it feels like a lot right now, but just try and get, go and try and win a comp. And, and I don't know whether that played any part in his thinking or what, but, but all of a sudden he's off to a bloody grand final. All I know is this. I spoke to someone who I won't embarrass um, the other day, and they said, do you know Benji, you know? And I said, no, I don't know Benji. I know Say Good Day. And he said he's one of the best characters, people yeah. in football, yep. in the football land. Now, I said, what do you mean by that? He said, well, he's just a guy that is genuine. He's a good guy. And that's what you need to be successful in yeah. this game. You need people that are quality, quality people, not people that are morons or they do the wrong thing. And he said he's a quality guy, and that's why he fits in. Wherever he's gone, he's fit in, and everyone likes him. And that's it. I think that's, that's his key. He's, apart from being obviously a yeah. great athlete and a great yeah. football player, but his key is that he's a good bloke and we need more of those people. Yeah. Here's what he had to say on Channel 9. Um, yeah, look, I, I knew coming here what I was getting into. Freddie, I knew what my role was going to be and Wayne was quite clear that it was going to be 14 from the start of the year and um, I could have played anywhere. Uh, you know, throughout this season, I played every position um, except wing. So... Um, but, you know, I've enjoyed that role. You know, I haven't had to play 80 minutes every week. Everyone thinks because you're 36, um, you can't mm -hmm. play 80 minutes. But this bloke, Cameron Smith, used to do it in the middle. So, enough age is, age is a number. But, um, you know, I just go out there, enjoy myself, try and calm the team down, bring a bit of energy. And, you know, and the coach, like Longneck, someone's got to calm him down. He's a bit grumpy, and <laughs> that's my job. Well, if you keep the cameras on in the sheds, you probably see him uh, dancing to country music. Um, he's the most uncoordinated bloke I've ever seen. Still got the coat hanger in his shirt. But um, I'll tell you what I do love about Wayne is he still gives you goosebumps before the game uh, and gets you up to play. And um, his speech today was pretty special. Uh, we're, we're ready to go. Yeah, wow. Um, talking about Wayne Bennett, they would have met in this Kiwi team, I would have thought, wouldn't they, years ago? Wayne and probably yeah, Benji. Just a question on characters you're talking about, Tooves. And I spoke to Craig Bellamy and he said there was one year, I think it might have been 2014 or something, and they had a pretty average year as far as Melbourne were concerned. And I asked Craig about that and he said, well, mate, I went on a study trip, he said, over to America and I didn't properly go through the due diligence for the players we'd signed in and around that time. And there were three players, he said, which he felt completely hijacked their season. You know, they, they didn't fit into the culture of what he was trying to press upon. In your career, too, was, I mean, you don't have, I don't want you to name any players, but was there sort of one or two characters where you thought, oh, geez, not having them would have helped? Uh, yes. I, yes, but the, the, the opposite to that is if you don't have a couple of those characters in your team, one, at least one, then you're not successful either. Yeah. They're, they're the, the different ones. Yeah. The... the, the, the the um, yeah, the not normal the ones. left to centre sort of you, types. You need them. Yeah. You need them. And I think Melbourne have got them in like a Cameron Munster. But if you have too many of them, then they, they take control. Then you or you lose control. Yeah. And then the teams are shambles. Yeah, well said. Regards, Benji. I think at the end of the year you always have uh, who's the signing of the year, mate. He's got to be one of them. He's yeah. got to be up there. But Wayne Bennett to put his hand out and say, mate, I'm going to be at South. No one wanted him at West Tigers. He was going to. He was going to retire, and he gave him an opportunity. He knew what his role was. As you see, he's coming off number 14. Some of the games he actually started, he was a man of the match. Yeah, and you know what, Spud? It's not always about what you do on the field either. So 
Blake Taft's spoken about the influence Benji's had. And, and when you say signing of the year, he probably is because all boats rise with the tide. So if Benji goes there and he's setting standards and these young blokes yeah, are lifting up and, exactly and, and you're right. paying him probably not much, it's a huge signing, isn't it? It's a, it's a massive signing for the culture. He brings off the field to the young blokes, puts them in the right direction, and then when he gets on the field, he can still lead there, but it's what he does off the field exactly right. Yeah, and uh, who's to say that uh, he doesn't have a big, big uh, go into the grand final? Wayne Bennett on thinking about the grand final. He'd been keeping it very, very quiet, Wayne, but they're there now. Let's see what he had to say. I've been so disciplined about my attitude to all of this uh, as the season unfolded, um, not to, you know, dwell on, on grand finals because there's so many bridges you've got to cross before you get there. So I've just been ticking them all off and not, not thinking of the week ahead. So I came here tonight knowing that, you know, we'd lost um, three prelims in a row, uh, two, two under with me as coach, and we've, you know, fallen at the last moment. So the last thing I want to think about was what next week might hold for us. So probably in the last 10 minutes when Campbell Graham started to miss a couple of tackles, I probably started to think about the grand final. And what it meant. But up until then, it was further seen from my mind. So that was a che- cheeky yeah. whack at Campbell Graham. He's he having, having a bit of a jest there. He won't miss another tackle. No, he won't. Well, Campbell Graham was naturally thinking about next week. Probably yeah. doesn't want to get injured. This one here was not so cheeky. Have a listen at the whack on the Broncos. You know, I will say publicly, they undermined me in their conversations with South. So they, did, they didn't do a little job on me. They did the best job they possibly could. But to South's credit, they, they had some people there that had worked with me before and they were happy to, to bite the bullet and, uh, and give me the opportunity. And I, you know, I, I rustled Crow and, you know, hopefully tonight, you know, the part of the repayment that the, what the team's done that means so much to him and the chairman as well, Nick Pappas, he's been wonderful and all the board. So I've been tremendous support there. And it's just, it was refreshing to be honest with you. The last three years have been as refreshing a years I've had in coaching for a long time. The way that worked and the way we built the club and the way the club was when I went there was a really good shape. And Shane Richardson was there and, Shane Edwards from the ex Broncos CEO is the guy that rang him up and said, why don't you go and get Wayne and supported me there. There you go. Uh, Wayne uh, smacked the Broncos, which is fair mm. enough. Uh, by the way, uh, Rabbitohs fans, get ready for this. Mark Nichols will be joining us at 1.30, so looking forward to that, which is basically halftime here at Crunch Time. We'll get a halftime speech from Mark Nichols to fire us up for the second half here at Crunch Time. And Bunny fans, you can grab your 2021 Rabbitohs Grand Final merchandise from shop.rabbitohs.com.au. Uh, plenty more still to come after the break. Channel 7 and SEN reporter Michelle Bishop with all the big news from last night's game. And look ahead to Storm versus the Panthers. Spud Carroll, Jeff Tuvey, I'm Joel Kane. This is Crunch Time thanks to Red Rooster and Isuzu Rabbitohs team song to the break. Let's take it to the break and get really fired up for this. When speaking of the champions, one stands above the rest. Glory's old and records proud when often put to test. A fine tradition's history that others cannot best. They wear the red and green. Glory, glory to South Sydney. Glory, glory to South Sydney. Glory, glory to South Sydney. South Sydney marches on.
It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.